Hello, good morning, welcome back. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, and today we're talking all about this idea of the importance of rest, intuitive rest, and why it's so important, not just for, you know, your mental health, but also rest is needed to improve your physical health too. And so we talk with Nyla and what it really means to be intuitive with both your rest and your exercise. And so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this conversation. But before we get started, if you are a listener of this podcast and you've listened to more than like three episodes and I know that you're a fan and I would really appreciate if you could leave a quick one minute review right on Apple Podcasts. You can just hit five star, write a review. I would appreciate it so, so much. It helps me in the podcast a lot. So with that, I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we are joined by Nyla and she's a certified health and life coach trained in habit and mindset change. And she also holds a food and nutrition diploma and a few fitness instructor certifications, kind of does it all. And she coaches through an intuitive eating, Christian and Enneagram perspective. And I'm so excited that she's joining us here today because she loves talking about this idea of intuitive movement and intuitive rest and really the idea of valuing the rest, which I think a lot of us don't do. A lot of us just kind of rest when we're forced to and we don't give thought to it. So I'm really excited that you're joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I love learning from your podcast. So this is an honor to be on your podcast. Awesome. Well, I would love to get to know a little bit more about your background and especially with exercise too, because I think that all the time we hear about disordered eating, but then there's also disordered exercise that can go along with that. So what did that look like for you in your past? Yeah. Disordered exercise, like being addicted to exercise, totally a thing. And you're totally right. It doesn't get talked about near as much as eating disorders or disordered eating. For me, it honestly, it started off innocently. I just thought like exercise is good. I should do that. Right. So uh, my goal was like, I'm just going to move my body some way every day, which is, is great. And then I was like, you know what, I've made it a habit. I'm going to do 10 minutes every day. And then I just kept increasing it though. And then it got to be like two hours a day, three hours a day, five hours a day. And it has to be hardcore. And like, it was, it's consuming your life when you have to get a five hour workout in, like, it's very, um, not practical to get that in. And so my, like, my relationships with other people were really struggling. And I almost failed actually my um, post-secondary schooling in college because I was just always working out and I was late to exams. And it was just like working out was just my whole world. And it, my world like revolved around it. And it was just a mess. Like I was missing people's weddings because I was like, no, like I can't miss my workout schedule. I would leave family functions earlier, wouldn't even go because I had to stick to this workout program. And it was just so rigid. And I would feel so guilty if I like, I would feel just so guilty, even if I did legs, a leg day instead of core day, if I switched the schedule up, I would feel like a complete failure. And it was just like totally disordered my mindset around exercise. So hopefully that gives you a picture of it was a mess. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Cause I think, you know, it's kind of common to be like, oh yeah, you know, like I do work out every day, but the part that you kind of talked about too, was like the guilt that you had if you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And anxiety too. anxiety and was so intense. And I'd be so irritated until I got that super hardcore workout in. And that can be a sign that something's going on. If like the thought of a day without working out, or if it's delayed your workout, if that causes like so much anxiety, that can be a sign like, 
ooh, maybe I, maybe I have some work to do in this area. Yeah. So what was kind of like your motivation behind being like, oh, I have to work out so much. Like, did you have a goal that you're working towards? Were you trying to lose weight? Like what was your reasoning for even like doing all of this? I think I've never actually been asked that question before. I've done a lot of podcasts on like exercise and I've never been asked that question. So like, good question. I think it honestly was a fear of probably two things, a fear of gaining weight. And I was, I was really thin and, but I was just so afraid of like, my body becoming not beautiful or like I just thought rail thin was just so beautiful and I wanted to stay that but then I also think my motivation was I was equating worth to like hardcore workouts and the more the longer I worked out the harder I worked out the more worth as a human being I had and so then that is like that's really um hard when you're equating your worth to something when really you just have worth you wake up and you just have worth. It's not like, I thought that like I woke up every morning at zero on my worth level. And then if I did a workout, I got more. And if I didn't, like actually I went into the negatives of worth. And so I think, yeah, that was the mindsets of, uh, for me personally. Yeah, no, that's really hard. And, and definitely like, thank you for sharing. But I think, you know, when we do sometimes view working out as an accomplishment, then yeah, that's how we can tie our worth in. Or especially with something like body image. If you're not confident in your body image, you're like, well, what can I control? I can control this workout. So let me do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so sad. I-, I wish I could go back and hug my old self, like my younger self and be like, no, like rest is productive. Actually rest is accomplishing something too, or even pursuing a hobby, doing something else instead of working out. Like that's really admirable too, pursuing dreams and hobbies it's not just working out isn't like we don't need to put it on this pedestal like you are and I think society kind of does that like oh you go to the gym oh oh you work out it can be really praised and it can it can teach us that I don't know working out is like the big kahuna or whatever you want to (laughs) say yeah definitely so now you know what made you decide like okay I need to make a change I need to snap out of this and like what did that start to look like for you I finally was real with myself and I'm like, I'm miserable. Like I'm getting all these hardcore workouts in and I'm like staying thin, but like, what's the point? I'm not even happy. Like I'm not even living my life. And then I started seeing people on Instagram who had healthy relationships with exercise. Like sometimes they'd take a rest day. Sometimes they'd take three rest days in a week or a whole week if they were sick or they would do 30 minute workouts, 20 minute workouts. Like it just, there was no pattern to it. There was so much freedom and flexibility, just honoring like what their body needed that day. And I was like, I want that. That looks so joyful and beautiful. And like, I just really want that. So it took me seeing someone else living that life. And for me to be like, that looks way better than what I'm living. So that, that really inspired. It was Instagram. Instagram gets a lot of hate, but there's a lot of inspiration and good things on there too. Yeah, no, I love that you're able to find that because especially, you know, those people that you look at and you might think that they're doing more than you. And then it's like, oh wait, no, actually like they do have those rest days. They do have more of a balance, Um, which is why, you know, I'm bringing this topic onto a fitness podcast, right? Like you would think like, isn't this the opposite of what you're encouraging? It's like, no, definitely encouraging both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a balance of like, we need both. We need rest and we need exercise. And yeah, I think rest just doesn't get enough praise. Like 
but like your gains that you do in the gym, like they're made in the rest periods. Like if you're just constantly breaking down your muscles or even mentally breaking down just your, your inner cheerleader, like she needs a rest to push you through the next workout. Um, you're not actually getting those gains because those happen in the rest period. So they're like, I don't know, like we think, oh, I did such good work in the gym and you did, but like work is to be done um, during rest too. Like resting is a different form of working. That's equally as important. Same with like stretching. We think like cardio is way better than stretching, but we need stretching too. It's, it's on equal ground. And I think it's important to know like all food is morally neutral, but so is all different forms of movement too. Yeah. I I love that view of it too. It's still benefiting you to rest. (laughs) Like this isn't taking away from anything that you're doing. It's helping and it's adding. Yeah. And it's not lazy. I used to think rest was so lazy and now I've reframed it as no, it's wise. It's strong. It's beautiful. It's, it's helpful. It's like, it's powerful. So just kind of using those adjectives instead of like, no, it's, it's lazy. It's useless. I don't need it. It's a, it's like a, it's not necessary. Um, It's a luxury be like, no, it's a need. It's a form of self-care that all humans need for, even if you're not working out, you, you still need to rest. Even if you're not into working out, you still, we just were built for rest and we function better when we allow ourselves to rest. Yeah. So you went to being like, okay, this is possible to add in rest, but I'm sure that, you know, you still kind of had some of that fear. You still kind of had some of that worth being placed in doing your workouts. So how did you go from like, okay, I know I need to add it in to actually now like valuing it. And it's part of your daily routine. Yeah. I actually hired um, an intuitive eating coach and I had heard her on a podcast, talk about her relationship with exercise and how it had been really disordered at one point she was into bodybuilding and um, she wasn't taking rest days either. And I just, when I heard someone else kind of be like me too, I've been there. um, it, It encouraged me to reach out to her and I'm like, Hey, I have the same story. Like I am where you were before and you're not there anymore. So like, can you walk me through that so I can get to where you are. And so I worked with a coach one-on-one and she, it was really hard. Like I actually, for two decades, didn't take a rest day because I was so afraid of what it would do to my body. Or I just would feel like I didn't have any worth that day. And that feels not good when you feel like I have zero human worth today, zero like value to society. Like those are not fun feelings to sit with. And, um, but I know that we worked together to get up. She's like, Kate, we discussed like the value of rest. And then we had a plan that I was going to take my first rest day in 20 years. And I remember just being so panicked and like um, writing her an email, like, I can't do it. It's so scary. And she just was like reminding me like the first time is going to be the hardest, but each time you take a rest day after that, it's going to get easier and easier because you're building up proof. Like nothing bad happened when I took a rest day, I didn't gain 500 pounds. Like actually I felt really good. And the next workout I could actually go harder and longer because I rested and you'll, so it, it was really scary, but each time I took a rest day, it got easier and easier. Wow. Yeah. Two years with no rest days. That, that's a lot or 20. Yeah. Two decades. Yeah. Yeah. Two years would have been a lot too, but wow. So you like started to take these rest days and then it's kind of like almost proving to yourself of like, okay, I did it. And it was fine once like building off of that one time. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you're, I would, I remember the second time I tried to take a rest day, I, was, I got panicked again, like, oh no. And I was like, but, but I don't take rest days. Like this is so scary. And then I would remind myself like, no, it's really actually healthy that you're not 
the same, like you're not acting like you used to be. Like it's a good thing when you compare your now self to your old self and you're not the same, like reframe that as a good thing. Cause I would start to be panicked. Like, oh no, I, I would have done a workout by now, like usually, and I'm taking a rest day. And um, so just reminding myself that, and also just my coach also helped me to not put rules around rest days. Cause I had rules around fitness. Like it has to be an hour. It has to be cardio or it has to be hardcore or, or whatever. But she was like, you know, rest days don't have to mean you're sitting on the couch. Cause I started feeling guilty about, oh no, I went for a 10 minute walk on my rest day. I'm a terrible person. Like I failed my rest day. And she's like, no, it's just do restorative mo- movement. That feels good on that day. Maybe it's foam rolling. Maybe it's a a gentle 30 minute walk, maybe it's a light swim, just something gentle that's restorative. And so that I think that's key too. knowing like rest, it, it doesn't have to look a specific way to count. And sometimes we can like take our fitness rules or our food rules and then put them onto other areas of our life too, really easy. Yeah, no, I think that's a big one because I actually talk about, you know, fitness rules and just rules in general a lot because my background is being an athlete. So it was very similar to yours where I'm like, what you can work out in 30 minutes. Like that's not a full workout. Like I had these ideas in my head of what a workout should be. And yeah, definitely breaking that around a workout. And then also around rest days, rest days doesn't have to look a certain way. There's no rules around that either. Yeah. I used to train for marathons and I kind of was in that mindset of like, yeah, if it's not this amount, like this long or this hardcore, it doesn't count. And, um, it, it can take a while to move away from that. If that's just your norm, 20 minutes can seem like that's not enough. Like when you're used to three hour runs or two hour runs and I don't know, you, it just, just uh, reminding yourself, like all movement counts can be really helpful too. Like if you moved your body for five minutes, for two minutes, if you danced while you were waiting for your toast to pop, like your body doesn't move for free. Like that's still like it benefited it. Yeah. I love that. So it sounds like you did a lot of like the mindset reframes. And then another thing that you had mentioned a lot earlier was about kind of picking up these different hobbies where you found worth, like you started trying these different things. I would love for you to talk more about that. And if that helped you at all with taking your worth away from workouts. Yeah, I actually had was reading a book um, from an Olympic runner and her coach had told her like, you, you guys cannot you cannot have only running being your hobby. He's like, um, yeah, he was a coach of these Olympic runners. And he is like, I did that as a runner and it totally messed up my life. So you have to, he's like, it's a requirement to be on this team. You need other hobbies. Otherwise running will take over your life. And that just really stuck with me. And so um, I really like baking. So I got into baking. I really just love making muffins or loaves or bread in the kitchen. Um, I also like, I mean, this is going to make me sound really old, but I really like bird watching too. Like just going to the park and look at all the birds we have here in Canada in the parks and just finding like diversifying your source of joy. And then, then when you realize um, different activities can make you feel good, it's like, Hey, I can still have a healthy day. I can still have a feel good day, even without exercise. Like that's just one component of health and feeling good. And when you allow yourself to diversify, like just, yeah, your sources of joy and things that make you feel good. You're like, Hey, like brushing my teeth today. It made me feel really good. Like that's a healthy habit too. And drinking water, like I could still have a healthy day, even if I didn't exercise today. And that can help you with rest days. I think too, having that mindset. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that before of like diversifying your joy because you're also diversifying, right? Your health. It's not the days that you work out, you're healthy and the days 
that are rest days you're not like you can do different actions just like if working out brings you joy name a few other things that might bring you joy to mix in or whatever working out is for you if it's a stress relief just whatever it is diversifying that I think that is huge Mm -hmm. it's been game changer yeah I love that that's a great takeaway and so I would love to hear more about how you approach fitness now what's your working out look like what's your mindset around it yeah I if someone were to be like what do you do normally for workouts it's like I don't really have a pattern it's really I just ask my body like what do you want to do today and I kind of do a body scan like what muscles are feeling tight and I just And I'm like, okay, I get this data just mentally scanning my body like, okay, um, this is feeling tight. So maybe I'll leave that alone. Or maybe my my whole body needs a rest or look at your mind. Like, is it what kind of movement would it benefit from? Like, does it would it be okay with like kind of crazy choreography? Or does it need something kind of mindless like a walk? And so um, yeah, I just kind of take that data and then try to pick movement that would complement the data that I'm receiving from that little mental scan of my muscle groups. And um, yeah, some weeks I run a lot. Some weeks I yoga, I do a lot of yoga. Some days I'm like, I don't or some weeks I'm like, I just want to Zumba or so it's just really different. And I'm just um, really embracing that different doesn't mean bad. Like I don't have to work out the same each week. It can look different. And that's really joyful for me. Yeah, that I guess that's a word. Movement is joyful. It's not rigid and controlling it. It enhances my life. It doesn't hinder it. And it's very flexible. If like, before I was like, I have to work out first thing in the morning, because that's what I saw people on Instagram doing like with their morning routines. And now it's like, I intentionally worked out at different times of the day to get used to seeing a different time on the clock. So I wouldn't feel hung up on it It has to be a a. 6am workout. And now it's like, you know what, going to Costco for groceries, that makes more sense for my schedule or to work out maybe at two today, or maybe maybe not till 11 o'clock. Like, it's just so random. And it's beautiful. It doesn't have a pattern. I just kind of I don't know, working out, my life doesn't revolve around it. I kind of, it's the opposite now, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I love that approach to it because I feel like a lot of the messaging when you start working out, it's the opposite. It's like at 6 a.m., right? You have to set your alarm and it's the same time every day, same thing. And while that can work for some people and it can work for sometimes, there's also this other approach to it, which I love which yours is, it's like, okay, what is my body feeling? How does it fit in with this specific day? It's not trying to look ahead, you know, the next month of being like, okay, how many can I fit in? But it's just taking it day by day. Yeah. And I still do sometimes use a workout schedule. Like I subscribe to like this, this place where I can, they, they have workouts online and I can work out at home. But um, if I'm like, oh, I want to do that step program or that skipping program, like that looks cool. I do it intuitively now. So maybe it's a 21 day long skipping program, but it might take me three months because I'm only going to do skipping when skipping sounds like it would like benefit my body and my mind, how they're feeling. And just knowing like you don't fail if you don't follow it perfectly. Like I think actually it's a success. You should reframe it as that. It's a success when you're listening to your body. It's not a failure if you're not following a program perfectly. So I yeah, sometimes those programs, they take me sometimes eight months because I start it and I want to try each one and I'll, I'll star which workout I liked. So then I'm like, I know I'll go back to that one. And if not, I cross it. I'm like, not doing that one again. <laughs> that is great advice. And one thing that I'd love to talk about too with you is when you were working out all the time, you're almost afraid to take an off day because you're like, oh, I'll never pick up working out again. And now that you take a completely intuitive approach, like you're still working out, you're still including it in your schedule. 
was there ever a period of time where you were just completely off working out or do you ever have to feel like you have to convince yourself to do it again? Yeah. Like that was a big fear of mine. If I stop working out, I'm never going to work out again. And my husband was like, is that rational though? Like, cause you, you enjoy working out. Why would you just take a day off and then never start again? Cause you love it. And I was like, I guess that isn't rational. So it can be helpful to like put those thoughts, filter them through someone who has a really healthy relationship with exercise. But um, no, there's some days where my workout motivation is very low. And instead of getting annoyed with that, I'm like, that might be a sign that I need a rest day. Like, it's kind of like, I think I've maybe heard you talk about this on your podcast. Like there's a difference between like feeling tired and run down, or is it like, ah, what is the word? Like, you're just feeling like, I don't want to do it. But one is like, I'm exhausted. So just kind of like, what kind of, what is the pushback that you're getting? And just also when you bring in the joyful movement though, that can make it more motivating to do when you're like, I just don't want to do it when it's not like that you're tired or that you just like you need a rest day. Yeah. Just choose what you want to do. And that'll make it more motivating to do if you're choosing something that you don't hate and also putting on fun workout clothes. Like sometimes I don't want to work out, but I'm like, I want the feeling of a workout today, but I don't actually want to work out, but I know that I'm able to do it. My body's feeling fine. So I'm going to do that, but I'll put on like my favorite workout clothes or I'll put on like a pump up song, like one of those songs that just like gets you like super pumped up while I'm changing. And it just kind of music can help you get in the mood too. But I definitely have those days where I'm like, ah, working out, why? <laughs> yeah, no, but I love that of kind of then asking yourself, what is the pushback? Because the pushback could be that you need rest or it's just, okay, maybe I need to be a little bit more disciplined today. It's like asking yourself that. And then I can't believe that we've gone this long in the conversation and I haven't brought it up, but the whole aspect of intuitive eating with this. So you are like an intuitive eating coach. The way that you realize your behaviors with exercise was through intuitive eating. So how do you find that people's nutrition and eating habits also reflect their exercise and things like that? I think um, if you have like an all or nothing mindset with food, it's, it's really easy to take that with exercise. Like people will be like, oh, I had a donut for breakfast. Like the whole day is like a write-off now. I'm not going to like eat any balanced meals. It's just, I'm going to I'll start again tomorrow or Monday or whatever. And I find that people do that with exercise too. Like, oh, if I don't have 30 minutes, then what's the point? And I really am a big um, advocate of like some, some like doing some still counts. And you talked about that in your podcast, like one is better than zero. So just knowing like some get some veggies in today, like that's still going to benefit your body. Some movement is going to count. Even if you can't like even rest, if you can't take like, if you have an active job or something and you can't take like a full blown rest day, like where can you rest a little today? Like just some, there's some still has value. And I think our society is very like, no, only all are like all has value. If you do some, that doesn't like, why even do it at all? But some still counts and you'll notice the difference of it for sure. Yeah. I love that. So just taking that same mindset that you have with the workouts, with fitness, and then applying that to your eating too. They are very similar. Mm-hmm. I think people are just afraid to listen to their body cues too. Cause, um, diets have been like, no, your cravings, like they're wrong. And like, don't trust your intuition. And really we've been given body wisdom. And when we, when we, um, just tune into those body cues, it like what sounds good usually feels really good too, for food and movement. I'd say 99% of the time, like when I pick a movement, 
exercise that sounds good, it, it usually really feels good too. And same with food. When I, when I allow myself to eat what I really want, um, it often will taste really good because it's what I was craving and we're wired to um, crave balance for workouts, but also for nutrition. Like the other day I was like, I want dessert for a snack. So I had dessert for a snack and that's okay. You can have dessert for a snack. And then at lunch, I was like, mm, I think like a salad sounds really good. And it's just this complimentary, like our cravings complement each other when we don't have those rules around like we should eat this or we should move that. Yeah, definitely. I loved all of that. I've loved this whole conversation. I've learned a lot. Is there any one last piece of advice that you'd love to leave everyone with? I just want to give women and men, if there's men listening, hope that change is possible if you're feeling like your food or your exercise relationship is either it's too extreme, like you're doing too much or you're underdoing it, that change is possible. And yeah, your current situation, it doesn't have to be your final destination. And like, just find hope from me. Like I was such an extreme case of I was under eating, like I struggled with eating disorders, but I was over exercising, but I'm, I'm balanced now. Like, uh, and if I can change, anybody can. So I just want to give hope that they, that they can change. It is really possible. That is great. I, I love hearing that, you know, because it's like, you know, even if it seems like that's what you've been doing for the past two decades in your example, right? It's never too late to change. And especially if you're not happy with it, right? That's when you know that you should and it is possible. So thank you so much for joining us. Where can everyone find out more about you? I'm on Instagram at nutrition with Nyla. And I if you link if you click the link in my bio, it'll take you to my website and my blog and I have a podcast too. So you can check it out there. Awesome. I'll link that all below. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast, at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi, come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.